this is a hard part of these conversations is like i can listen to ben shapiro and agree on some things bro i can listen to aoc and agree on some things i can listen to ben shapiro's sister talk about breast pads and nursing bras and agree that shit got me so hard <laughs> she's I'm leaking I'm everywhere leak everywhere <laughs> dude i saw that did you post that on your story i saw that i was just like is this fucking ben is this shapiro's <laughs> this is abigail shapiro talking about titty milk this is hot as fuck so like great. okay breast milk for lifters baby yo now is the time to wage fucking war against the hypocrites bigots and all you weak ass phonies that are never really winners only survivors your gods your masters and your loyalty to the fucking Let's go. And we're live, coming to you from downtown Indianapolis. Good to see you, dude. It's, we're back. Took the week off. Yeah, it was nice, though. I needed that shit, man. I was like, I had my mental breaking point. It was it was much needed, because yeah. I was also like just celebrating for like yeah. the whole fucking week. Oh, yeah. So had I've the been old in, uh, white girl birthday week. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I was in food comas, in and out of consciousness. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was a good time. It's a, good, it's a good good, place to be. It's a good time. Yeah, I was like grinding to hell at work, but also go, going to the gym every single fucking day. Well, here's your problem is that you went cold turkey on booze <laughs> and yeah. Nick. And porn. And then <laughs> and then we're wondering, like, why am I so like, pissed so off this week? Right like, now, it makes no sense. I'm losing sense. my mind. Yeah, it was definitely rough. Uh, the rough first few days. But uh, all the like exercise and the uh, the achievements I've been getting in the gym have really right. been helping out. Fucking pulling a three fifteen PR, incredible for is me. That, is that heavy? That's heavy as fuck. Is is it heavy? Three hundred fifteen pounds. That's pretty fucking heavy. That's like so, two refrigerators. Yeah. So I mean, I got that shit done. I'm making progress. It feels good. I'm fucking not losing weight. <laughs> like. I was at 200 like two weeks ago, and now I'm up to 206, so I don't know what's going on. So you're but winning, and I, I, you're, yeah. you're defeating the globalists, yes. and you're fighting the I'm reptilians. Taking it, I'm taking it to them with iron and sweat. And memes. And memes. Quite a few memes. I also like that you've just completely shed all sense of sincerity lately. Yeah. I love it. I've given up. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I give it I've given up, up. Dude. and I, I, I found a perfect Tim Dillon clip earlier yeah. that's like hilarious, but I think it really like encapsulates a lot of like the shit we talk about of how like yes, you need to be informed, yes, you need to be aware, yes, you need to be plugged in, but at the end of the day, like let it the fuck go. Just gotta have a couple laughs. Yeah, like have some giggles. Sh- it's absurd. Yeah. Reality is absurd. So, like, trying to make any sense of it is like a losing man's game. <laughs> yeah, you'll pull your hair out. Yeah. <laughs> you'll literally pull your hair out. Yeah. No, I just kind of drop the absurdist shit, like, or into the absurdist shit, because, like, I mean, discourse has reached such, like, a absolutely retarded level right now. Like, it's just doesn't, like, this week alone has just been absolutely fucking stupid. Just, like, some of the shit I've seen coming out of people. It's just fucking doesn't make any sense. Well, man. it's just it's brain dead takes. Yeah. It's and it's also like 
media blitz of like, here's one thing. Here's another thing. Oh, tomorrow it's a new thing. Then it's Will yeah. Smith. Then it's food just shortage. Then it's baby. It's like just fucking. They're just throwing tomatoes at you, dude. It's Operation. Mo- it's Operation yeah, Mockingbird. Yeah. In full effect. Never went away. They, it never went away. They didn't and it's stop never, doing it. Well, that's why it hasn't been disclosed. Yeah, of course. So yeah. it's it's on congressional record. It's as still like, it's still fake, quote unquote. Yeah, like the <laughs> shit is on congressional record as like they do this. Yeah. Like the CIA pays journalists. Like. It's all out there. I mean, the Venn diagram of CIA interns turned journalists is probably a very Anderson large, Cooper, a like very all, large yeah. overlap. Who, oh, by <laughs> the way, like, Anderson Cooper is yeah. a Vanderbilt. Yeah. But uh, nah, man, the whole Operation Mockingbird thing, like people who try to debunk that, they're like, well, it's not declassified. I'm like, because it's still happening. They, yeah. can, they can only declassify stuff 50 years like the easiest after out. it ended. <laughs> yeah, that's like the easiest cop out. They're like, well, you don't have anything that says it was real. So it's like, I mean, we have it. the church committee hearings yeah, that are literally yeah, on YouTube. There's a couple little things here. There's some breadcrumbs, guys. Yeah, there's a couple little things. Yeah, so I don't know. But hold on. I do want to play this. It's a, it's a quick Tim Dillon clip right. from one of the times he was on Rogan. Yeah, let's and go. Yeah, no, I think, it, I think it perfectly encapsulates like how we've been feeling lately. You guys, just get gesture-pilled, have a little fun, you know? Give up on trying to be so serious about everything. Yeah, dude, we're just twisted-ass jokers. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a cute little jester guy. <laughs> All right, hold on, I want to see. I hope the volume's good on this. Is it going to do the Rogan monkey sound on the clip? It better fuck a train all day! Joe Rogan podcast all night! All day, baby. All right. Hold on. I did. I'm only going to play like half this clip. All right, all right. Shot a gun. A few times, like well, upstate New York. I should. I mean, I don't have a gun. I should get a gun. I didn't think I'd need a gun when I moved to LA. I didn't think I'd have to sit by my. I'd sit on my balcony with a gun. <laughs> you know, it seemed relatively safe when I moved in. People were annoying, but I didn't think they were coming to kill me. I didn't think they were coming in my windows to kill me. But now that I've. Now that I'm like, yeah, I should get a gun. Yeah. I think I texted you second week of quarantine. I'm like, should yeah. I get a gun? You're like, you're yeah. One, you're one of them. Yeah. You're one I, of my yeah. liberal friends. Well, I'm not out. a liberal friend, but what I was you? like. Are you a centrist? I think I'm a, I believe in pedophile cults and lizard people. I think that's centrist. <laughs> I think that's in the center. Um, I'm on the fence with lizard people, but the pedophile cults are real. They're all real. I, I just don't care. I don't care. That's really my political. <laughs> that's op- it. It's like, mm. I, I think it's not. Most of it isn't real. You're making a lot of it real. It's not real. Walk away. Like it truly. Yeah. Like it. The the like mo- people that are real activists. A lot of them have like a degree. Like they're a lawyer or a doctor, and then they use their skills to actually help people. Right. And they give up really profitable careers to do that shit. Right. But dude, your Twitter fucking posturing and your virtue signaling doesn't do anything. It's fake. I know it's fake. And there's just more to life than red and blue and Republican or Democrat. And all these motherfuckers are trying to kill you. And they're all fucking losers. And they're all just, I mean, listen, they're more capable. Like all the shit that they've pulled, the CIA, all these people, they're just too good. They're good. They've beat me. They're gonna win. And I've, I've they're said gonna that. win. The CIA well, is gonna, gonna win. beat yeah, you. Gonna Maybe win. you should join. I don't know who needs to hear. I'd love to, but I don't know who needs to hear this. But like, stop investing your emotional, all your emotions and your your time and energy into this thing. Like, you would be so much better off if you just found something you enjoyed and did it. Yeah, that's why I lived. <laughs> No, like 100%. And that's yeah. literally what we say all the time of just like, yes, 
be informed. Be yes, informed, do all the yeah. things. But at the end of the day, don't let it run your fucking yeah. life. Like, like be be a good person despite get, all that. Yeah, you don't need to get caught like sneaking around in the bushes outside Langley or anything like that. You know. Yeah, we nothing, don't need another January sixth. Like we don't <laughs> yeah. need. We don't we definitely don't need another one. No, those. and and the the biggest <laughs> thing, another point that uh, Tim Dillon just made was like withdraw. Like stop stop participating like stop yeah. giving in like yeah when you've, if you're like so tired of the left-right dichotomy why are you gonna like involve yourself in it well and it's that loose energy yeah. we talk about a lot too yeah. when you when you are placing your attention towards something whether you know in your heart of hearts you're like well i'm doing this for the right reasons yeah. i want to help people but you're 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 like draining yourself of your own energy and giving it to the force the, yes. the negative force that you do not want to empower. Like I read a you're headline, inadvert- you're inadvertently empowering them. You know? Yes, yeah. exactly. And so, uh, and you know what? Actually, this is a really interesting. It's kind of like a psychological thing, right? Where like when you're quitting addiction, okay? Like you know, for instance, like you right now, you're yes. you're you're getting off Me. the booze, you're getting <laughs> off the nick, yeah, and yeah. all that shit. And people relapse a lot because right. they have this psychological thing in their mind where they say, "I." can't do this yeah. or i can't do that and it's a very negative approach mm-hmm. and it becomes consuming when like all your attention is centered around i cannot have this mm-hmm. however most people in recovery do really well when they have other outlets yeah. to place their attention so instead of saying i can't do this you say but i, I but i can But I can go on a hike. I can lift some weights. I can get a dog. I can, you know, try to just be nice to people. You know, like these are these are very basic things. So when you switch your, uh, I guess, psychology from negative uh, or it's negative and positive reinforcement, you know, that kind of thing of just Mm -hmm. like stop giving your attention to all this shit. And it's like, yeah, we talk about this. Because it matters. Right. But, dude, you think when I... consume you. But how do you think I sleep at night? Do you think this shit keeps me up of no. being like, the lizard people! Ah! How can you sleep right now knowing that there's children getting raped in Washington? And, yes, like, like there are people like out there like that. Shit. It's like, I don't know. I just close my eyes. I don't know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got, you know... People need to really just fucking stop caring. Yeah, it's reality check. You got to get your MAGA grandparents off the fucking internet and arguing with people. And yeah, shit. you got to stop caring yeah, and you got to start placing your energy towards like productive things. Well, because I think part of that, like getting caught up in that shit is uh, another just like tactic designed to kind of make us all stray further from like the social bonds that unite us as people. Yeah. You know, that's designed to kind of like it's, it's still even like that infighting and that political infighting and shit is dehumanizing in its own way Mm -hmm. you know it reduces people to like sets of beliefs and it takes away the person behind the beliefs it puts people in boxes yeah it's like it's like no that's still a person like i don't i don't give a shit like there was a youtuber who did a video recently and went to that did you ever see that video of the most racist town in america i feel like i did it's a town in arkansas and some kid went there with a blm sign and they were just like all yelling at him (laughs) as they drove by they're like Get the fuck out of town! Like and he's like, you better be gone when I come back. Like oh that my kind God. of shit. Well, this black YouTuber went down there and like actually had a conversation with these people, and like kind of helped humanize them a little bit and realize, yes, they may hold racist views, but like, and sure that's like repugnant, but they're still humans at the end of the day, and they have their views that they have for a reason. It's not necessarily that they're good. Well, then, but here's 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 the kicker to that yeah. is. 
the first step, you're right. The first step is finding the humanity in somebody. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you have to recognize that first. The second step, though, uh, Jordan Peterson, again, total chud, but he had a clip from when he was on real time with Bill Maher. Yeah. And uh, big clip got passed around, but he's sincerely asking, like, what do you do with all these people that you've ostracized? You've called Trumpers, uh, you know, bigots and Nazis and homophobes and all this stuff. How... How do you think they're going to, like, come to your side now? Yeah. It's do like, you think that's it's an about effective... about winning them over at that point, yeah. Right, and so what you have is all these disillusioned people. No one can agree, and so you're right. Finding humanity is important, but the second step is, like, okay, how do we actually break past all this bullshit? Yeah. And because, like, the same thing. Like, if you're a left-wing guy and you're calling some Republican a Nazi, do you think he's going to have, like, some light bulb moment and just be like, oh, I'm a liberal now? It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. Like, that no. does nothing. That's just not going to happen. It's all performative bullshit. Yeah. It's Twitter nonsense. Yeah. And actually, you know, funny enough, speaking of BLM, I, already, I told you this story when we were at, at the Crawfish Boil. Um, me and Bay, check this shit out. We were walking Lewis downtown. Uh-huh. And we were just having a nice stroll. We went to the, you know, the museum, got some breakfast, walk around with some coffee, walking the dog and the fan. And uh, Lewis has this problem where he is just stoked on everything. So he jumps. He likes to run towards people. We're working on it. We're reining it in. But one of the things we do as courteous dog owners Mm -hmm. is like, you know, we'll move to the side of the sidewalk and, you know, kind of sit still. We'll let people go by or we don't want Lewis jumping on people, shit like that. And that's the best way to level them out is making them have to like sit when somebody comes by. That's the best way to do it. Well, what had happened, what had happened was (laughs) we were walking back to the car, had a great morning, whatever. And like this black college age kid is approaching us up the block. And so me and Bay, again, being considerate, we like moved to the side and just like stood there, you know, and when he walked past us, I, I shit you not, if I'm lying, I'm crying and I ain't shed a tear. The guy Hitler salutes. <laughs> I, oh I can't make this up. The guy Hitler Hell saluted yeah, us. What the fuck? And then. And then he said, Black Lives Matter, y'all, like to us. And, and in my mind, I'm, I'm like, sh- I'm so confused, right? And, here's, and it happened so quick. I like, I had no response. Like, we were just like dumbfounded that like, <laughs> like a person was, was this unhinged. And yeah, what was that all about? And the crazy part, because he did the like Nazi salute, but he did it like. Did su- you get that on camera? uh he did it like he did it like really fucking slow and so i thought he was like waving to his friend and i'm like looking at him i'm looking at bay i'm looking all around and then you crab swirl dude and then so he he did that and that's when like he walked past us and he was like you know black lives matter y'all and i was just like i looked at bay i was like was that to us like was that was that to me? What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> what do we fucking do? <laughs> and and I think it really just like highlights like the level like everyone's on edge twenty four seven. Yeah. And here it is like and and maybe I'm reading into it or whatever, but like the only thing I can come up with is that we move to the side to like let him pass. 
And maybe he thought, like, ew, icky. Oh, they're scared of black people. Bro, I would have whooped your candy ass. I am not scared (laughs) of you. I'm not scared of you. I just don't want my dog to jump on you. You fucking twig. decency. (laughs) You twig ass VCU student. And that's where, like, discourse has gotten to is that uh, I think um, a lot of the stuff you hear is designed to create, like, a climate of fear. Like, the way they've, uh, the the way they hinged on, like, what happened over the weekend and stuff, and they're using it as a political tool mm-hmm. it's like it's designed and the way that all the other shootings like got focused on right after it happened except for like the ones that happened in like chicago over the weekend as well and that kind of stuff like they hinge on it as like a political tool to create this climate of fear it's this situation that puts everyone on edge so people are walking around that that interaction probably happened because of what happened over the weekend you know what i'm saying and what what's crazy is like, that he thought he did something yeah he thought he was like fighting a man. Yeah, he thought he, he, got thought, you. He's like, he thought, gotcha. He said, white people. <laughs> you fucking, fucking honkies. Crackers. Dude. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I don't know, man. It's, it's hey, like. You know, he puts the hard R on cracker. Yeah, he does the cracker. He but, he enunciates. Yeah, he hits it hard. He hits it with the hard It just, it blew my mind, though, because, like, and, and the thing is, too, is because, you know, we've talked on this podcast before how, like, Bay and I. We don't see eye to eye on everything, but we can be open. Um, a lot of times, though, we just don't really have those conversations just to avoid conflict. Sure. Because, hey, you know what? We have a great home life. We don't need to agree you on end everything. up having some kind of stupid cyclical argument that doesn't really accomplish anything. What was insane, though, is that we were, like, actually, like, having, like, that kind of conversation about how people are on edge, how people are twisting words and people reach for meanings yeah. and all. I mean they literally thought the uh the trucker movement in Canada when they said honk honk was yeah hell, hell, was hell. High, yeah like you are reaching <laughs> yeah. so That's far brother you are reaching <laughs> and so it, we were literally just having a conversation about that and then that happened like, and then we were sitting in the car silent and I was just like you see what I mean <laughs> you, 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 you see what have, I mean? You got to have one of those moments. I have one of those. Like, yeah, we just we just encountered. We, but we, you saw that too, right? You, yeah, yeah. You saw that too? <laughs> like, and these people are unhinged. They're in the wild. And uh, you really... Well, I, when you're entirely ideology and a lot of these people's ideology and worldview, even on the left and the right, is like focused around like they're at war and the other side is trying to destroy the entire way of life that you know and wants you all dead yeah you know and that's like what they're they're both being pumped that i think from their respective information sources and one of one of the hardest lessons i had to swallow and actually helped probably cure me of my schizophrenia was that (laughs) it's this old saying i'm sure you've heard it people aren't out to get you they're just for themselves surely and, and just like you said, they, the media, the Operation Mockingbird, CIA, they create this climate of fear to where you think everybody's out to get you in your way of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When in reality, they don't give a fuck that's about you. that's all you're you. told every day. I mean, that's all you're told every day. But so if, you, if you, know. you think about it, okay, like even look at the trans issue. Like more often than not, most people would say they don't care. And I believe them. Yeah. Because more often than not, people don't give, give a, a fuck. Shit. They, they're not out to get you. I'm thinking about dinner. Yeah. And like, I'm thinking about going to the gym. I got way bigger fish to fry in my own games. life. Like, I'm not thinking about, like, how can I destroy trans people? <laughs> like, come on, It's dog. just not that Who insidious. That? It's not Who like that. Who the fuck that? does that? There's so, no reason. It just, it just blows my mind, though. And, and there are these, like, little check-ins you have to do with yourself constantly. 
and and it all comes back to like when you're being fed information yeah. from the TV, the yeah. internet. You have to check in with well, yourself and, and be true. like, is someone wanting me to think this? Absolutely, because it keeps you watching. Yeah, it keeps you watching. It it's keeps a business. You, it keeps you coming back at five p.m. every day when you walk in your house and turn it on in the background, and you're just at the fucking cooking going like my parents do. He's like cooking going, oh my god. Like, you know, it's that kind of fucking mentality. It just keeps you on that fucking cycle. I can't tell you how many times I do work orders and, like, I'm sitting, like, working on somebody's AC or I'm, like, working on some plumbing or something and I hear them, like, watching TV in the other room, like, (laughs) talking to Bill Maher or, like, talking to Tucker Carlson. And I'm like... And you're like, dude... And then they're going to shout at me. Y'all are down bad. Yeah, this one (laughs) lady... are down atrocious. (laughs) We were working on something and this lady was like, you know they have a food shortage, right? And I'm like, lady, I'm literally unclogging your shitter. Like, I'm not. Doesn't look like you got one over here. But And I'm also like, I, do you really think, like, what am I going to learn from you? <laughs> you know, like, what What are you going to tell me that I haven't already thought of? Like, oh, mystic fucking. This is clogged toilet MD. Yeah, <laughs> right. Fucking like, give me a fucking dissertation. So why don't you tell me what's <laughs> going a, on with all the. Give me a dissertation the... on white replacement theory. <laughs> and actually, you know what, real quick, while we're at it, I know you had some videos pulled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck's going on with all these, like, food plants? I, you know, I'm trying to figure that out myself. Uh, but there was a big fire in the pallet yard. At the U.S. Foods in Arizona today, uh, and, and this then, is on top of like, like weeks. The t- there's been like the sixth or seventh time this has happened, in bro. The there's past been like weeks. plane crashes. I, I'm I'm like really feeling like you know I remember I called this a few like a couple weeks ago about us like potentially coming up on a food shortage here. Okay, baby mm-hmm. formula shortage has already happened. It's happening right now. That is a I would say that's a good that isn't necessarily like in the line of quote unquote food, but it is a service and a good that is provided. So we've already got a shortage of that, right? Now you got all these food places getting hit. I'm waiting for the ripple effect from that to be that like stores are going to start getting empty again. And you can't blame the pandemic on it this time. Right. Like you can't blame what happened. Like, oh, oh no, supply chain. It's not because yeah. we're back off that shit. Supply chains are back up right they now. They need a new excuse. I'm pretty sure places have already started hiring again. We're getting back to normal. And they tried to excuse it. I won't even bring the article up because I kind of know the gist of it. Um, but they tried to excuse it by saying, oh, these plants have been working at lower capacity and there's no maintenance. And like, but that doesn't explain the two planes crashing into two different ones. Yeah, you sorry know, guys, the maintenance that. wasn't here, there's, so there was a plane there's a crash. Too, there's one too many little weird factors going on, you know, right now that kind of leads me to believe that there's someone either inadvertently or advertently trying to cause some kind of food situation here. And just that what that looks like is like that video I said to Sri Lanka. If we can play that, that's what that looks like. And that's what happens. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's and how it's going to be. The, I want to pull up the article about the nine meals away from anarchy thing as well, because that's what's uh, that's what's happening in Sri Lanka right now, is that they are they they're nine meals away. Like they have power for maybe they lose power for fifteen hours a day. I think in the country, like rolling blackout, rolling type blackouts deal. for fifteen hours a day, and then on top of that, there's like no fucking food. The co- the country's completely out of gas, like. So they're going after rich people's houses and politicians' houses and, like, pushing their cars into the river and, like, destroying their shit. So they're, they're doing the right things. They're doing the things that happen when you, the rich fail to keep you fat, comfy, and happy and, pl- and uh, complacent. Like, I mean, yeah, like, scenes of fucking complete chaos. 
cars on fire, buildings, buildings on, fire. on fire. These are rich people's houses. They aren't burning like they aren't burning random neighborhoods. This is specifically like affluent people. They're beating them in the streets. They're taking their shit. Bolshevik they revolution. Literally, because they haven't had the shit they need for months now. But it's it's Busting not out windows. But it's not Bolshevik in the sense that it was like engineered. Sure. This is like this is them going nuts. Yo, was that a killdozer on the bus? Uh, dude, they're, like, they're they just killdozed that bus. I mean, they're flipping every fucking vehicle they can find over. Yeah, all this happened like in one this night. This has been happening like for the past week or so. And they're pushing cars in the rivers. Yeah, they're pushing everybody. Look, look, look. Oh my god! Fuck your Range Rover. See you later. See you fucking later. Fuck your Range Rover. Yeah. So that's kind of what's going on. So let me uh, let me get this other article pulled up on the nine meals away from anarchy theory. Um, is that like some kind of like quantification? Of... It kind of explains like. Because um... I heard actually one of when when a lot of like big food revolutions happen and stuff, they say, or like I don't know, I'm probably gonna fuck this number up, but it's like when food costs are like thirty three percent of your income yeah. and like like right now housing in america is well over 50 percent of income Dude, gas jumped by 25 cents in the past week but what that That's means insane. is that so in america i again i probably have the numbers wrong mm. but the gist of that is that in america we are putting up with far more bullshit than things that have sparked full-blown revolutions in the past Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like yeah. we're we're putting up with levels of we're bullshit. Teetering. We're teetering. Yeah, we're, we're not even teetering because most of us are... Individual comfort is on such a high level in America. It's like that, that scene in The Grinch. Most people won't tweak out because it's yeah. individual comfort. There's not enough people who are as disadvantaged as that, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're just like, whatever. Who gives a shit? Doesn't and, affect... Hasn't affected me yet. Hasn't fucking affected me yet. Who it's cares? It's like Gr- Grinch and Max on, on top of, yeah. you know, Mount Who and or who whatever. Knows which way it's going to go, yeah. So, um... This uh, article, it's from Doug Casey's International Man, and it's called, I don't know, it sounds like a fucking bullshit website to me. It, it, <laughs> it sounds like it some, sounds like they're going to try and sell you an alpha male boot camp. I, it sounds like some liminal order. <laughs> yeah, like, some liminal order, yeah. jack off and shove stuff up your butt kind of thing. You Pretty know? much. Yeah. We're alphas, so massage your prostate. We're fellas. Yeah, we're just fellas <laughs> we're just out here. Out together. So, uh, but the article itself is pretty decent, so it's called Nine Meals from Anarchy. Uh, I'll just kind of re- skim it and not go too crazy on it. Uh, in 1906, Alfred Henley R- Lewis stated, and so I guess this is the guy who came up with the original phrasing of, there are only nine meals between mankind and anarchy. So since his observation, it's been echoed by people as disparate as Robert Heinlein, who is a sci-fi author, as we all know, and Leon Trotsky, who was uh, one of the guys in the Bolshevik Revolution. Yep. So the key here is that unlike all other commodities, food is the one essential that cannot be postponed. If there were a shortage of, say, shoes, we could make do for months or even years. I don't know about that, but uh, a shortage of gasoline. Yeah, Yo, you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta get back into grounding. Yeah, yeah. Yo, actually, we need to take down the big shoe yeah, corporations. Yeah, need to remove big shoe. Yo, for fuck sure. Nike. We're going. Fatwa. We're grounding. A fatwa upon big shoe. <laughs> but uh, a shortage of gasoline would be worse. Oh well, we we know about that, don't we? It's kind of happening, isn't it? Kind of uh, happening, yeah. But we could survive it. I guess we are. Through mass transport, not here in America, or even walking if necessary. But food is different. If there were an interruption in the supply of food, fear would immediately set in. And uh, if the resumption of the food supply were uncertain, the fear would become pronounced. After only nine missed meals, it's not unlikely that we panic and be prepared to commit a crime to acquire food. If we see our neighbor with a loaf of bread and we own a gun, we might say, well, I'm sorry, you're a good neighbor. We've been friends for years. My kids haven't eaten today. Uh, I have to get that bread even if I have to shoot you. 
So surely there's no need to speculate on this concern. There's nothing on the evening news to suggest that such a problem might even be on the horizon. Except for all the stuff that I just pointed out a minute ago. Uh, so let's have a closer look at the actual feud distribution industry and compare it to the present direction of the economy and see whether there might be a reason for concern. The food industry typically operates on very small margins, often below 2%. That's, that's the takeaway here. The stuff you see in the stores, that's 2% of like what's produced is sent to stores. So like they don't fucking... Everything's on just in time. This whole country runs on... Well, how do you think you get fresh meat? This fresh whole, yeah. Vet, yeah. You can't, it, th- it's a system that cannot be like abundantly produced. And also, and if you're like us and we're gritty fucking dumpster divers... Yeah. You know how much these places are wasting, yeah, throwing throw away. Yeah, shit away, dude. Uh, we live in a waste society, but you're right. People are so out of touch with their food that they don't realize that, like, one day of not farming. Yeah. One day of nobody gets the food. It really, it really makes Bruh. you. Look, it really makes you look back at the stuff that happened in the early pandemic, of like farmers dumping tons of milk in the fields. They were getting and all paid. Of that kind of shit. They were getting paid oh, to you dump. You pay it. me thirty thousand yeah. dollars to fucking annihilate my shit. I'll go for it. Like, and it really makes you kind of fume a little bit to think about that. But then that immediately points the finger at a manufactured crisis when you're yes, having thank when you. you're having thank you when you're having monetary incentive to destroy food. Yeah. What the fuck I'm sure system are we living it, in? Some of it at least could have been preserved in one way or another. There's such a thing as freeze drying. Like and I don't Here's here's my big gripe with the with the article real quick though. Yeah. I will say and that everything you just laid out is correct and true right. and I agree. Like nine meals, that's three days. Yeah. We're gonna descend into lawlessness. At some point, yeah. However, I really don't like how that article equated anarchy. With yeah. lawlessness. Yeah, yeah. Because... You can tell it's like a smooth brain wrote it. <laughs> yeah, because I think anarchy is a term that gets thrown around so much, and it's been co-opted, just like, you know, conspiracy theorists. Yeah. You know, like, you can say that, and it's like a dog whistle, it's you know? It's been co-opted with, like, pablum and shit going wrong. And right, and like... so you can, you can say anarchy, and it's like a little dog whistle for lawlessness. Yeah. But really, what I think about, when I'm hearing these food shortage discussions... Yeah. All I can think back to is the Great Depression. Yeah. And what happened during the Great Depression was we had just switched over to fiat money. <laughs> Big red flag. Went, but went we, real good. Went real good. <laughs> so we had just switched over to, to um, fiat money, yeah. run on the banks, right. and everything just grinded to a halt. The system stopped working. Yeah. And you have to ask yourself, why did it stop working? Well, it stopped working because... People have a misguided incentive system. So we live in an ultra-capitalistic society where most everyone is ruled by fear and making money. Correct. I'm scared for the future. I need to make money and hoard it for when I retire. It's, everything is fear response and money-centric. The reason I bring the Great Depression up, the factories were still standing. The people were still alive. The machines could still run. The trucks were still operable. The tools still worked. Every all the all the tools were there yeah. to make the system it was run. Just the banking and monetary system wasn't functioning. And so when the when the banking goes down like that, all incentive is gone. Yeah. 
Yeah, the incentive to create and do anything. Right. Yeah. However, I would argue that an anarchist approach to this solution would be, you keep, know, very community-based. Keep, keep doing it. Keep, keep making doing the it. stuff hey, that look, you need. Yeah, hey, keep making the shit you need. Okay, yesterday I was working this assembly line. Yeah. And now today I'm not. But everything is still operable. It's all still here. It's so. all still there. Yeah. We have the means yeah. of production. Yeah. And so what it is is it shows a flaw in people's incentive structure to where they don't do good. They don't do. They don't practice dharma. You know, you do karma. Mm-hmm. Karma because you do good and good things happen to you, right? Correct. Dharma is the idea that you do good to be good right for because, the sake of being good and and so it's that kind of dharmic wheel of like an anarchist community what it would really look like i don't think it would be lawlessness if we organically worked our way up to a community-based approach because right. if you look at it the farms are still there the fields are still there the seeds are still in the ground yeah you know the cows yeah, are nature, producing milk. nature didn't just stop working because bankers yeah. can't collect money right right and that's <laughs> like, so it the, just so doesn't work that way the cows were producing milk but then the government was paying them and subsidizing them to get rid of it. Yeah. So that's how broken the system is. And, and I, I find I have a real gripe with the word anarchy. Right, being used in such way. Because but I also think that the means are there. Yeah, but the, that, the thing is, is that, like he talked about in the beginning, the scarcity and the panic that would set in would lead to Sri Lanka. And that's the psyop. Here in America, so few people know how to take care of themselves properly. They rely on like fast food to eat every day. They yep. rely like which I, I know people. Some people are poor and that's what they got to do. Some people are lazy and that's what they want to do. You know, class but warfare there's so, exists. There's yeah. so few people. There's so many people that have no kind of fucking clue of how to provide for themselves that it would fucking go bad. Real, it'd go dark real fucking quick. Okay, here's the thing, here. y'all. It'd go dark real fucking quick here. Anyone, we're all self-centered as fuck. Right. Like it would go dark. And anyone who is listening and has listened and has heard us rail about withdrawing and becoming self-sufficient, this is why. Yeah. It's not like we're like sitting in this basement, like stroking each other off, being like, how are your cucumbers going, we, buddy? We, we might stroke like, each other off. Oh, my pepper plants. Ugh. It's like, no, like this shit is life and death. Garden. This shit is life and death. Yeah, for is. real. No, what are you going to What the fuck are you going to do when the food lion doesn't have any bell peppers? What the fuck are you going to do when the food lion doesn't have any any T-bones or that your Kroger stops carrying microwave rice? You know, What like, are you going to do when the roving gang of cannibals comes to your house to try to eat you? And, and preppers, I think, like, doomsday preppers, sure, people little, take it too far. <laughs> people take it too wild. far. <laughs> but there's that balance in life that we always talk about of being like, okay, we live in uh, an amazing, you know, we do live in a pretty fair and open society mm-hmm. socially, you know, relatively. We, relatively compared to other places. Yeah, for sure. Um, we do have abundance here. We live in a wasteful culture. For and sure. that's the thing. Like when you look at what we have in America, like, bro, we got the goods. Oh, yeah. We got the shit on lock. Oh, yeah. We have the no, means I, to I do this. I know a lot of cats who come from countries who work with us. Uh, we were like scraping plates at a wedding, throwing food away. Right. And the guy, it's an oblivion guy who just got in here four months ago. And he's in my country. This never happened. Yeah, you would never just scrap yeah. food like that. I mean, it's like we're talking like eat every event, two whole garbage bags full of just waste food. That's nuts. That's crazy. And guess what? And, and here's the thought experiment you can do is that you are one singular catering company. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> in every event you do, you're averaging two trash bags. So why don't we just pull up Google and find out how many catering companies exist in America? Yeah. Oh, and then scale up because you guys are like local, yeah, mid-level, yeah, mid-level. Yeah. Think about these big guys. Oh, yeah. Think about the food. So- think, like, the, think about the people doing like all the galas in D.C. and shit. Like, bro. Woo. On another crazy. level. And you they know. They got trucks and shit. And you know they got Nancy Pelosi motherfuckers up in there that are sending everything back. Nothing's yeah. ever good enough. Yeah. They got Karen's fucking, oh, oh yeah. there's white sauce you on this. Throw it all Send away. it back. Gotta throw it all away. And I don't know, man. It's just like, seriously, like, ask yourself, like, what the fuck are you actually going to do when the when the when the shelves yeah. go dry? Yeah. What are you actually going to do? Yeah, I hope you got a plan. And if you don't, th- or at least you're thinking about a plan. Now's probably the time to start thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, I got coolers full you of may, cans. You in may the even other room. be too late. I literally have cooler or uh, coolers full of like cans. Yeah. Dried rice. Yeah, I keep a few. I keep. I got a stash. I got like a. Deep freezer is like not a bad idea. I probably idea. got like a three-month food supply stashed right now. I would think. About three months worth of shit. And I have a gun. I have, I have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's like the sad reality of like where this can go. Like yeah. we're we're on the precipice of like everything we see. Even going back to Tim Dillon, like everything's fake, man. Yeah. We have manufactured wealth in this country. Like, nothing's real. Our dollar is made up. Nothing is what it is. You know what I mean? So we live in this fabricated paradigm, and and people re- are going to be in store for a rude awakening when shit doesn't go their way anymore. Yeah. It's going to be bad for and, them. And honestly, that's a sad reality of life, is that shit can't go your way forever. And just like Tim Dillon said, the CIA might win, bro. They're doing a good <laughs> fucking win. job. Well, they're, they're, they're you know the the uh, national security complex has taken a couple blows lately for sure. You know. Oh yeah, they're not doing too great. What's with that? Uh, yeah, the the, the DHS disinformation board. So uh, what what was the, the official the psycho- name? Uh, I think it was the. God, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was just the Disinformation Administration or something like that. The Disinfor the Ministry oh. of Truth. Yeah, I think that's what everybody something like I think that. Everybody codified it as, but I can't remember if that was what it was. Oh, I can't even re- read fucking forty nine year old Taylor Lorenz's article because her ass it's fucking behind Washington Post's paywall. So I'm gonna see if I can find another one real quick. Fuck Taylor Lorenz. Yeah, you forty nine year old playing around on TikTok making up shit. <laughs> like, goddamn, dude. I don't even know who she is, and so, I want to I mean, punch we her. We talk about it. So Nina Jankowitz was the lady they picked to head it up, and she's a proclaimed Russia expert uh, and disinformation expert. She's a theater kid. Slash psychopathic theater kid. There's a lot of really weird clips of her. She has like a whole disinformation thing she did where she sings it all, which is just yeah. comes off creepy, off So base. creepy. Like, it's the perfect kind of nut bar to have run that thing, you know? Mm-hmm. The perfect fucking nut bar. And... The guy who heads DHS, who's also a weird goblin, that shaved head weird guy who runs the DHS, said Nina was eminently qualified to run this, okay? Now, mind you, she's running a disinformation board. She has been pushing the Russiagate hoax, which we all know at this point, it's come out finally. None of that shit was true. The PP tape, all of that fucking shit. Oh, the Steele dossier. All that shit. Hillary she's, paid for that. She's still pushing that shit. Like it happened to this day. To this How delusional. Day. Like, but what's crazy is that there are people because it that fits listen her narrative, to it. Because it fits her fucking narrative. And her followers. And her followers, yeah. 
So, like, she's fucking still pushing that, and that's the person they picked ahead up the board. And that's the problem everyone had. And now, so the article Taylor Lorenz's stupid ass puts out says that she was targeted by a coordinated right-wing hate campaign to get her ousted from her position. When the bitch resigned herself because everyone found out about her. She right. resigned, and, re- and then she's like, oh, jigs up. Yeah, you, you know, I'm not actually qualified for this, and I shouldn't be here because I've been lying about shit myself. It's, I mean, come on. So they canned the whole The whole board, board has been paused due to backlash, they say, from specifically right-wingers. But there was plenty of people on the left who fucking were like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. No, no, this was, you know the Fallout meme where it says everyone disliked that? Yeah. That's what this that's, was. That's what that was. That's what this yes. was. It Everyone disliked this. Nobody wants some sketchy fucking unlike ungoverned board who wants to go in to have the power to go in on Twitter. She literally said in a video she wants to be able to go into Twitter and edit people's tweets to Change reflect, their to reflect the truth. You mean her version You don't of the get truth. to decide yes. what the fucking truth is. Either your ideas are the better idea and that's the truth and you prove it with facts. That's not how it fucking works. That's the kind of delusional... Yo, Ben Shapiro just... Owned you with facts yeah, and logic. It's, funny, it's like this neoliberal world order that's been established in the past 22 years, because that's what it is. Right. Neoliberalism is not conservative nor democrat. It's, it's a, a sickness. It's, it's an arm of people who work for this globalization of the world, who want to have every aspect of society completely dominated by them and controlled by them. And it boils down to control on such a level that even basic human thoughts need to be policed. Because... Anyone who can stand against the order and call out the order because it's all it's all propped up upon lies and shams. Anyone who can do that is a threat to it, and they need to smash every piece of dissent they can find. At the end of the day, right. and that's all this was about. And everyone can see clean through that shit. At the end of the day, I mean, even when they released the headline that simply said the White House is forming a Ministry of Truth, right. everyone was just like, "Get the." F- Fuck out of here. It is the sketchiest shit I have heard in my life. Nobody wants to see that shit, man. Hitler did that. Yeah. It's the same kind of shit. Hitler did that. Well, it's like we always say. The Nazis never fucking went away. They just became a different group of people. The Third Reich is not over. We in the Fourth Reich now, baby. So we we punished Germany, but we stole all the Nazi scientists. Operation Paperclip. We drafted the homeboys and said... The Nazis never left. Oh, and and a lot of them are in Ukraine right now, too. The fellas are over in Ukraine, too. I I have a fucking real point to make about that shit, too. Because I saw people who are unironic Azov supporters posting shit from Azov's channel, getting completely ass-mad about the kid over the weekend who did the Buffalo thing, who wears the same symbol... That Azov uses in their fucking shit. Is there the black sun and shit? It's the black sun. But, the black uh, sun? He, he actually had an inverted version, which is the white sun, which a lot of people think that's kind of like a deviation of it. Like That's even more racist. You just made it white. Yeah. Because <laughs> <just>, <laughs> the black sun itself is an old Indo-European occult symbol right. that symbolizes like the very nature of reality. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the unseen forces that govern reality. Like when Earth freezes over and everything stops activating, the wind will still blow. You know, the Earth will still turn. 
That's what the black sun represents, the very nature of reality. That's almost kind of like was. how the factories still stand. Yeah. But you're psyoped by money and won't work on Yeah, em. exactly. And that's kind of, but it was appropriated by the Nazis in 1945. Yes. Uh, by Himmler because he was really into esoteric bullshit, Thule Society, Vril, all that fucking shit. Plays in all that esoteric shit. He had it put on the bar, the floor. He had like a mosaic inlaid of it on like, I think it's Schweizer Hod Castle or some shit like that. It's one of the German castles over there. And that was part of their fucking whole thing. And it became associated with neo-Nazism from that point forward. But it's used in a bunch of different cultures. But mainly the people who use it right now are neo-Nazis. You know? Sure. Like that's the people who fucking fly it and rock around with and it And put it on their fucking Kevlar vest. Yeah. And they they or, have the little along patches. Along with their little SS death head right next to it. So you yeah. can't tell me they're not Nazis. Oh, they just like the symbol. Yeah. Cool. Except, like, there's plenty of videos of them hiling and doing all kinds of shit and calling, like, Jews the Semitic race that control the Mongol races. And, like, well, you they, know what's really like funny? Like, what's really funny to me, I, and I know I've made this point before once, but uh, neolibs and leftists or whatever, they love to complain about the Nazi problem in America. Yeah. Right? And they think white supremacy is this and that and all this other stuff. But, like, we live in a very kind of, like, amorphous society a yeah. lot of different backgrounds yeah. a lot of different things and we're still working the kinks out and i understand that but what do you think the people think in a place that is like 99 percent like white like they are the definition of like white pride like their entire yeah. country like just is that yeah and yet There's you're not a whole so lot of black people in ukraine <laughs> and you're so quick to defend them yeah. And and that's that whole dog whistle bullshit thing and the hypocrisy that yeah. I love pointing out is that, like, you're going to criticize Nazism in America, which, don't get me wrong, there is no, a fair they, amount. Uh, they deserve to be criticized and they do yeah. exist. Because guess what? We're not Nazis or Nazi sympathizers yeah. at all. But at the same time, you cannot sit there with a straight fucking face and look me in the and eye. say that Azov are good boys. Yeah. <laughs> you can't That's do what I'm it. saying. You can't fucking do it. I'm you sorry. Just, you cannot <laughs> like, do that. So, just because they're fighting your big bad boogeyman doesn't mean they're good boys. It just doesn't at the end of the day. And, and at the end of the day... If you're intellectually dishonest and honestly, you're just a fucking retard. Yes. Like that's all you are. And it's me. convenient. It's convenient to their narrative. Exactly. In everything which, we talk about, would, comes back to just shaping people's realities, yeah. and they're trying to shape people's perceptions. And like, you have to rise above that bullshit. Call a spade a spade. Yeah. Call them fucking Nazis yeah. because they are. And if you're anti-white supremacy, you should not Stop be sending making fucking excuses for this. Stop sending money to Ukraine, y'all. Okay, carrying water for Nazis. We already did Holy this. Shit. We already did this once we did with Black this Lives once. Matter. Yes. Okay, with Black Lives Matter, we already did this once. Now, here's the thing, and I will always say this: I will, to the day I die, scream the words "Black Lives Matter" because I honestly believe it. Yeah. I do. They're human beings just like the rest of us. What I will never do is send my hard-earned money to the group <laughs> Black to, Lives to Matter. BLMTM. <laughs> to buy mansions. And to and pay and their family they, members okay, so they found They got found out. Here's the worst part. They got found out. And, God damn. And, and people make excuses for like, oh, well, they did all this work. They should reap the benefits. I'm like, no, if black lives actually matter to you, you would buy those mansions and turn them into soup kitchens. You would buy those mansions. You turn them into homeless shelters. Or that money you, would be redistributed among redistributed to social workers yeah, or, like, or maybe actually 
training police. You want to defund the police so bad, why don't you spend that money on actually training them the right way? Just an idea. And and so there's so many different avenues to go down, right? But it's that whole mix up of of just like I will say Black Lives Matter, but I'll never support them. Yeah. So how can I be anti white supremacist and then send money to Ukraine? Yeah. It it's just cognitively it, it bo- just it boggles the mind. <laughs> it truly boggles the mind. It's insane. It? <laughs> it's yeah. insane. It is, no, it's literally mental illness. Like that's what it is. Mental fucking illness. And uh and it's funny too because it's like the same kind of like people who are who are in favor of that happening right now, the money being sent, were traditionally like ten years ago anti war. Yeah. And now they're like, No, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, DynCorp. Those are my homies. They deserve yachts. I they love Dick yachts. Cheney. I love I love Dan Crenshaw and his dog shit takes. Oh my god, that fucking Zionist. <laughs> fucking Zionist Cyclops, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the ultimate golem. <laughs> Yo, you know what? That would be the biggest psyop if Dan Crenshaw had two eyes. That would be the biggest psyop. That would psyop. be the crazy. Yeah, if he just like lifted it one day. Mm-hmm. And then it's actually a tiny McCain face inside of him. And it's like from fucking Total Recall. Yeah. And it pops out. He's got like a yeah. like an alien mouth yeah. inside his eye. It's just McCain and it comes out of his head. It just comes out of <laughs> his fucking head. I'm, I'm convinced Dan Crenshaw is just the fucking skeletal puppet for McCain's spirit at this point. You know what he is? They fucking Neuralinked him in. He's just... And I hate how anytime he's you He's just the flesh him, body. Yeah. And anytime you criticize him, they're like, he was a war hero and he lost his eye in Afghanistan. I don't give a fuck. You signed up. I don't give a fuck, dude. You went over there. You signed up. I don't give a shit. You took a bullet. That's how it goes. Uh, you would think that would have taught you a lesson, maybe, but it didn't. Right. It, it, it made you go, I need to make sure that my stocks do good because I have a lot of Raytheon and Dynecorp stocks. Pretty much. <laughs> so shut the fuck up, Pretty dude. much. <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate Dan Crenshaw, dude. It's fucking like leaning on the blood of every, every, of every soldier that went over there with the intention of just serving their country and died. He spits on those fucking people by doing that shit. Here's he a really here's a really good uh, I guess just metric to try to determine whether or not someone is bullshit or yeah. excuse me to determine whether or not a politician is bullshit is if they have a podcast or not. Okay. I mean, Obama has a podcast with Bruce Springsteen. What <laughs> the fuck do you think? You think people want to listen to that? Straight out of central casting, that one. But it's the same thing for Dan Crenshaw. He has like his his own thing. He's it's basically like some Turning Point USA. I was just about bullshit. to say it's some Charlie Kirk <laughs> senior Charlie, shit. Charlie Kirk tiny face bullshit, dude. And and don't get me wrong, like this is a hard part of these conversations. Is like I can listen to Ben Shapiro and agree on some things. Bro, I can listen to AOC and agree on some things. I can listen to Ben Shapiro's sister talk about breast pads and nursing bras and agree. That shit got me so hard. <laughs> She's I'm leaking I'm everywhere. Leak milk everywhere. Dude, I saw that. Did you post that on your story? <laughs> I saw that. I was just like, is this fucking Ben is this Shapiro's? <laughs> this is Abigail Shapiro talking about titty milk? This is hot as fuck. So like, great. okay. Breast milk for lifters, baby. Yeah. I don't know. I've fucking lost my train of thought. Thinking Sorry. About, nah, dude. Those fucking milkers, dude. Talk fucking... about Ben Shapiro and Dan and uh, oh. how you can listen to them. and Yeah, it's just it's just kind of that whole uh, thing of like if you're basing your entire personality or you're basing your entire ideology or you're basing anything in your life 100% on like one guy. Right. Like, that's not good. Like, that's not healthy. It's intellectually lazy. Yeah. It's like, I force myself. Actually, you know what? One of the things that got me 
uh, you know, I think a little more open-minded. Like, dude, I talk about it all the time. I went to liberal arts college. Yeah, I you was, were there. I was banging blue hair. You were in the sin- You were in the fucking. I was in the cut, and I had to be a certain way to get certain points or level up or whatever. And or then, pussy. But what's funny is I started hanging around and working with a lot of blue collar people, and the shit that they were saying makes sense. Right. And so I think people on the left have this moral superiority where they think, well, I just care about people more than you do. And, and they people think, like, on the right, though, matters. <laughs> but people on the right often get mixed up because they're pragmatists. They're yeah. like, hey, look, I know what I went through. I know what worked for me. Yeah. This is yada yada. And, and I don't know. Just this it's whole the old, thing. like, why can't everyone, if I did it, why can't everyone else do it I'm, I, mentality? My, my point being, yeah. though, I think I was lucky. I was very lucky to be around such diversity exposed, of thought. Yeah, exposed to both sides. And because I was able to, like I said, I can listen to Dan Crenshaw and I can listen to Ben Shapiro and I can listen to AOC and Bernie. I mean, I agree with a lot of what Bernie says. Yeah, surely. Do I agree Some of the, with like, his sm- social aspects? For right. Sure. Do I agree with his methods? No, Maybe not. No. However, not at always. the end of the day, if you are pigeonholing yourself into only hearing one side of an argument or whatever, like I, we say it all the time, it's clown just, shoes, mate. It's clown shoes, bro. Clown shoes. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, shit. We're 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 getting close to the end here. You want to do a little video roulette? You'll indulge. I think we, I think we rolled on that. You'll indulge me? Can I run and take a piss real quick because I'm about to burst? All right. Yeah, go take a piss. Go take a piss. I might edit this out. I I need to find what what videos we want to (laughs) watch. Bay wants me to flip the laundry. Yes. I'm so domestic. (laughs) She told me to let you know. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Hey, don't eat asparagus and have coffee. (laughs) It smells fucking terrible. (laughs) Also, um... I would flip laundry all day if I could be a stay-at-home dad. You guys have no idea. Like, yeah, yeah, I would. I, 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 I would think about kill. The allure, I think about the allure of that idea, bro. If like, I if I was a stay-at-home dad, I'd be taking little man to the river scheming. every day, <laughs> scheming and plotting, having bro, some fun. She needs to get a promotion. Playing bad. all the Stardew, <laughs> playing all the fucking Stardew, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, we're back. All right, we're here. Pee time over. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie, I. I've been like hoarding videos because yes. we, we, we haven't, haven't done roulette in a while. We have not done a video been, roulette in a while. We've been flying pretty hard on like just rolling through the hours so, and change. I'm going to be completely honest and, and say probably about 50% of these, I have no idea that, what they're going to be. That's, uh, that's honestly so, a good prospect. That's, that's true roulette. That's good. Yeah. So I'm going to scroll and I just want you to tell me uh, a thumbnail that right, catches yeah, your yeah, eye. Yeah. We'll try to find a good one, yeah. Obviously, got the Illuminati. Yeah, that's that's always a good fallback. Let's see. We want to start there. We'll start with the Illuminati. Yeah, start Let's with see the Illuminati one. Let's see what's going on with that. Oh, never mind. That was a fifteen-minute one. That's a long. That's a lecture I saved for uh, myself. <laughs> but um, what would be great? Uh, I'm actually I'll post that on the Patreon. Okay. Because that I think it's a great lecture. You get some contents there, you little fishies. It's from a and actually that's something I want to do is all these video roulette things and all this wild shit. I want to make it a goal. I want to post like one schizo video a day. Yeah. So I don't know if that entices you to get on the Patreon. Yeah. It's, it's a buck. 
But uh, this I, is the wild shit a I watch. He is definitely the curator of like schizo content. Like he finds weird ass shit. <laughs> he definitely finds some weird stuff. Ooh, this Let's one's go great. to rapper. rapper. Rapper talking about something. That's always a good video. That's always fucking good, no matter what. Let's see. Let's see what he's got to say. In our culture, Tupac is a fake. No, he's not. People really overemphasize this Pac was a fake image. Well, Pac was more than most of these modern rap niggas. Straight up, his mom was actually a crackhead. He actually was in the hood. He actually did shoot a cop. Pac turned into a hard. Pac himself was not a hard. He was an art kid that was heavily into politics. He's an actor. He's the that's writing poems. Why are you censoring the kid? He went to a art school what you do as a kid is who you are everything else is what society makes you into he was made into that thug he's not a thug Pac is 19 in this video yesterday he was cursing and i was like don't curse and he got mad at me because i told him not to curse i'm going peace and i think you're beautiful and i'm and they're going well i like him because he's masculine huh. what uh what was that? <laughs> uh, that was... That was weird? That was basically the theory that Tupac is a part of the grand design. You know, we talk a lot about um, how these groups had investments in for-profit prison yep. systems. We know... The 90s rap scene was all curated oh into my that, God, for dude. sure. And so Good they shot. basically... Like this guy just said, he said Pac was an art kid. Like, yeah. he was writing poems. He's, like, affluent. He comes from, like, a good neighborhood. And just like he said, he got turned into a thug because that's what society put on him. And Method that's what... his way into being a thug. When that's what sold records, too. Yeah. And so... And also, bringing it back to the investment angle, uh, you know, they picked him to kind of promote this thug lifestyle. Yeah. He's not about it. He's yeah. not about it, about it. Yeah. And the thing is, he got turned into that. He... And... and I think this is kind of a larger conversation on the music industry as a whole, um, but it kind of points, you know, or, or points out some flaws in the whole Tupac thug yeah, life thing. It's, yeah. it's not as organic as people think. Like people idolize rappers, people idolize musicians, and it's right. this shit isn't as organic as you think well, it is. Still nowadays, industry plants are a thing, bro. There's whole artists who Hollywood plant yeah. ass NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people. There's a lot of artists out there who literally have been like built from the ground up and introduced. Like I think a lot of people think like Billie Eilish is one of them for sure. Oh, 100%. Uh, like she's been kind of introduced. I mean, she has natural talent, sure, but it's like clearly and she's put there to like push this certain kind of like this weird like disassociative like Xanax pout girl. And, like, all the <laughs> chicks have started thinking, like, that's what they're supposed to be, you know? It's it's weird. What the hell is going on here? Dude, I don't know. I forgot what this one is. This looks a little odd. <laughs> looks a little uh, odd. You know what? I think... You got a black guy in the corner and a little weird, weird we're gonna, 1930s um, white kid. This is true roulette. Yeah, we're going to no spin the barrel. Gonna we're going to spin the barrel, and we're just going to see what we get. See you get shot in the face. <laughs> oh, boy, too. Okay, in World War II, the Nazis would kidnap certain children, and they would use these children to go act as though they were seeking refuge and send them out to find Jewish families, you know, beating on the door and saying, please hide me from the Nazis. <laughs> and then these children, under the orders of the Nazis, would then expose the families, these Jewish families, to them so they could round them up and send them to concentration camps. One of these kids, 11 years old from Hungary, 
Jewish. Oh, I know how this story goes. Was more than willing <laughs> I know this story. to do this, and he exposed many families to the Nazi party. They discovered this kid is a little genius psychopath. So, much like they did Adolf Hitler, they took him under their wing and they gave him all the propaganda, all the understanding of being a Nazi. Told him uh, all the things he needed to know about how to run companies, organizations, and things like this. Gave him a great education and he continued to do work for the Nazis right up until the end of World War II, whenever the Allies... They won the Battle of the Bulge. Hitler kills himself. Actually, uh, he didn't kill himself. He flew to Argentina. This was all part of the plan. This was contingency. And so as every all the officers were trying to escape to Argentina and the concentration camps were being found, that the Third Reich had stopped right there. It was over. But that kid, who is now 16 years old, was given all of the swag they had been trained to be a Nazi, and he was made to carry on the propaganda throughout the decades that will follow. They gave him literally tons and tons of gold that they had stolen that he still has to this day because this guy is still alive and in his 90s now. Yeah, it's a real thing. One of the wealthiest men in the world, which he has allocated his wealth to different demagogue causes. Demagogue. Yes. And there's uh, several organizations in this United States that you readily know that are championed by the mainstream media that he directly funds and founded. Yeah, not common knowledge. It should be. It's right in your fucking face, but no one knows. And it's, it's ridiculous that no one knows this. Well, so few people know this. This guy ran Moderna. Yeah, he was behind so much and still is to this day. You what? His Madonna. name is George Soros. George Soros. Of course, that wasn't his birth name. He changed it to that. But yeah, yeah, a Jewish Hungarian Nazi who is there to help his constituents and all the people in the cabal take over the fucking world. Yeah, under the ideology of Nazism. <laughs> Damn, bro. That's pretty sick. Right, and that's that's the thing. Like we literally say all the time the Third Reich never ended. I mean, George Soros, you read articles and they say, Oh, George Soros conspiracy theories are like anti Semitic dog whistles. It's like Well, bro, he told the story himself on sixty minutes back in the day. He literally told the fucking same story about how he went to go do that shit. He's like, And then he said if I wasn't gonna do it, somebody else would have. So he's like a proud rat. Yeah. Number one, he's a proud rat. Grounds enough for a shaken. Pretty much. And on top of that, what he was doing, I mean, like, this is a Jewish kid that would basically, like, gain the trust of other Jewish people and then fucking narc on them. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, just and depraved here's, behavior. Here's here's a big thing. Like, if you Google George Soros' name, it's very hard to find, like, like actual information any about objective shit. Yeah, it's all just, like, debunking right-wing stuff. Here's what you need to do is look at the organizations he's in charge of and the organizations that he donates heavily to because he's public about that. Just like you said on 60 Minutes, he's open about his history. Yeah. He's open about a yeah. story. Yeah. It's the same thing with this. These rich guys, why do you think we know Nancy Pelosi's portfolio? It's because they're bragging in your face, <laughs> right? 
it's the same shit. So like when they're telling you in their words, oh, I prop these organizations up. Mm -hmm. And then you read the tagline for what that organization does. And then you're like, hmm, George Floyd riots? Yeah. Where did the pallet of bricks come from? And you're looking at and you start connecting the dots. My old friend, Mr. Pallet of Bricks. <laughs> I want to start a band called Pallet of Bricks. Oh, you get, that would, <laughs> that would be, you'd get a Vice article written about you real quick. That would, that would <laughs> so not go over well. But but it's insane. And it's one of those things, like he said, is like he said, uh, not many people are aware. And it's true. It's part of that constructive yeah. reality where like, okay, let's say the Ministry of Truth, the DHS thing was formed. Yeah. All George Soros conspiracies come to an end. Yeah, it, it and, would and only he, be that that set of articles and then anybody who said right. anything about it. And then he gets to continue on funding what he funds, doing what he does. I mean, look at Klaus Schwab. We hear what he says in his own words. It's like Project Veritas yeah. shit. It's like they're proud of it. Yeah, they just gaslight you and tell you you're fucking crazy. You're like, you're just a nut bar. This is just some hapless old man who runs an organization. He's it's, not trying it really to control is. all of us. It's gaslighting. He's it's not like, trying to control all of us. What are you, crazy? It's like being in a fucking like, abusive like, oh, relationship. Oh, I don't know. They only fund like all the politicians and whatever else. Oh, you hit the ceiling. I've done, I've done that one before. Yeah. Oh, no. That one's no fun. Ooh, this is this is a long one, but I'm gonna post this one on the Patreon too. Yeah, yeah. This one, I'll just do a quick synopsis. This guy makes the argument that Christianity is sun worship, and and when you look at like I believe it, and when you look at um, let's you just know, say I think he might be right. So okay, look at <laughs> Christmas. We have Christmas, the birth of Christ, or er, er, and then and then we have spring. He gets, uh, he dies and is resurrected in Easter, and you follow the sun signs, mm -hmm. and he draws a lot of connections to basically Christmas, Easter, Christianity, Jesus worship is just a kind of parallel uh, of like it's a facade that yeah. is basically paganism and sun worship. You're worshiping the demiurge, boy, right? And so that that's a really interesting one. Again, I'm not necessarily religious. I respect all religions and things like that, but it does make you think. Um, yeah, I'd say I'm I don't more know. of a Gnostic. I'm kind of into Hinduism, esoterica, fucking shit. Like, Very into the light matrix. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was a really interesting clip I found. It's a little long to play right now. Right. Um, we got one more short one we can wrap it up with. Let me see. Let's see how long this one is. All right. I like that he's drinking in it. That's usually a good sign. All right. Let's see what this is about. It's two minutes. Let's see what the fuck this is. I try and veer away from talking about the topic I'm about to talk about. Well, not talk about. Okay. I'm just going to play a video. Because I feel like pissing some people off today. The free reason Einstein sticking out his tongue to tell the masses that he's fooled you. He's a Masonic Luigi Gina, he's not a nobody. Marconi, these are not nobodies. These are men who have proven conclusively, and yet we have Einstein with his one quote. Well, if the, Earth, if the Earth is moving around the sun, and we shoot that light beam in the direction that the Earth is moving, okay, and then we shoot another light beam perpendicular to that, well, the one that's in the direction of the Earth's movement should be impeded in some way if it's moving through space, whereas this one is going perpendicular, 
would not be impeded. Why not? Because it's not going through space. It's okay. just going north and south. Okay. Okay? And what they found, they expected to have a 30-kilometer difference between these two light beams. There was no difference. So the natural interpretation, and even Einstein admits this, Mach admits this, Born admits this, the natural interpretation is that the Earth isn't moving. So how do we get out of that? Well, you invent special relativity. And now you say, well, the reason that light beam wasn't affected when it went toward the motion of the Earth is because the apparatus shortened. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Michelson's yeah. apparatus is going with the Earth in its orbit around the sun. Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're telling me that the contraction of mass yes. was invented to explain away the results of the Michelson-Morley yes. experiment? But they put it into a mathematical formula called the Lorentz transform, and it's probably the most famous equation used in physics today. Does, does anyone expressly admit that, hey, we had to come up with this contraction effect because otherwise we're stuck with a motionless Yes, earth. the very guy who invented it. Tell me what he admitted. Heinrich Lorentz says, I don't have any other explanation to this experiment of Michael Samorley unless I contract the apparatus. Otherwise, we're going to have to believe the earth is standing still in space. Unbelievable. So, and that's, that's one that gets... It gets talked about a lot, and I'm not a flat earther. I'm not any of that because I'm comfortable saying I don't know. Right. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. Like, you're like, see, this proves it. Right. This proves it. But what it does do is that it opens up. interesting, though. It opens up the conversation to a lot of flat earth people use the Michelson-Morley experiment to prove. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it before now. Okay, so Michelson-Morley, it's that laser thing. They've shown two different laser beams at perpendicular angles. I saw a picture of kids doing the experiment. Right. And so what they found was that it was an experiment to prove the motion of the earth. Yeah. And they actually found the opposite. They said there is like, (laughs) right. And so what happened was like he just explained Einstein and general relativity and even special relativity, which started the entire quantum physics movement. Right. Special relativity is the reason we have quantum is because it sparked this whole kind of just philosophical, like new paradigm towards physics. Right. Right. And if you Google or look up anything on Michael Morley, it's everybody trying to debunk it. Yeah. Every article, every video, everything's trying to debunk it. But, like, even the creators themselves and Lorenz, the Lorenz transform, like he was saying, like, that's an equation you have to put in to account for time and mass dilation, which is a very unique property of special general, or excuse me, special relativity and subsequently quantum physics. Right. Right. And so we have based our entire understanding of reality. We're talking atoms, neutrons, electrons, all this shit. Yeah. All over Albert Einstein's supposition of special relativity. Some guy saying, no, it's this way and it has to be. (laughs) Right. And in that little bit in the beginning, I mean, there's that famous poster of Einstein sticking his tongue out. Bro, that's the fucking devil. Like, that's the fucking, you know. Einstein is the devil. (laughs) And it's the same shit. Okay. Even Even if you don't believe it, they do. Yeah. Even if you don't believe in Satan, if you don't believe in evil forces, if you don't believe, why do you think there's so many people doing devil horns and dude, there's the Masonic hand in the fucking yeah, jacket pocket, the, jacket, yeah. the hand in the that jacket. A That's a Masonic thing, yeah. right? Yeah. You see a lot of people doing that one. And so it, it seems like there's just a lot of shit you're not allowed to talk about really. Yeah, right. Certainly. And I mean, this is one of those, but it, it it's crazy that like we have entire fields 
of physics and science and understanding that are based purely off a theories and b yeah. they're literally having to invent equations to debunk another guy's yeah. you know <laughs> shit yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i'm not sitting here saying we live on a flat earth i'm not sitting here saying anything other than that's fucking fishy Somebody's fucking lying. Somebody's fucking Somebody's lying. Fucking lying. I'm not. I don't know who. I'm fucking stupid. The CIA's winning. Remember? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They're gonna win, bros. We're I not don't gonna, know shit. We're not gonna make it. I thought it was really interesting. It also, nice. I'm blue balled. I want to watch one more. All right, all right. I do. Go. I want to watch one more. Yeah, let's go. I want to. Let's see. Go for it. Let's see. We'll pick a good one. How would we know if it's a good one? What's that hoe doing? You know What's what? What's the hoe doing? We, you know, we actually, we'll, we talked about this once. The Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox. Oh, yeah. We got a video of it. Blood drinking. All right, let's do it. Well, I guess we'll close on this. This is the actual Ooh. clip of Megan Fox. Like He's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> He's just so strange. I love him. My PR firm said I have to love him. <laughs> so listen, listen to this shit. Can't wait to see their trial. For just a, a few drops, years. but yes, we do consume. She said, "It's just a few drops. It's just a few drops, but we do consume each other's blood." Oh my god! Just a few drops, but yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only. <laughs> it is used for a reason, like and it is controlled. Where it's like, let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it. He's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic, where he's willing to just like. Cut his chest open with broken glass and be like, take my soul. Let me bleed on you. <laughs> it doesn't not happen, let me tell you. Maybe not exactly like that, but it a version of that has happened uh, many times. So she's she's bitch, what? what? <laughs> bitch what? <laughs> she's admitting like, what that the they fuck do are vampire shit. <laughs> Like if she says it like it's oh that makes it okay. That makes it even only, sketchier. Look, we only do it for rituals. We're not doing it to like, like sustain to ourselves. Yeah, like what kind of sustaining ourselves? What kind of rituals are you doing? <laughs> it's obviously. I mean, like, look. Okay, These people aren't real. <laughs> like, what the when fuck? people try to debunk shit, they're gonna come around and they're gonna say there are no global pedophile rings. Then why do we have Jeffrey Epstein? You know, there, people are gonna come out and say there are no satanic rings in this. It's, it's like. Why is Machine Gun Kelly well, and Megan Fox you, drinking blood I'll tell on you what? Christian people don't sit there and drink and tra- share each other's blood, so they clearly must be satanic. No, you know what they do is they drink the blood of Christ, yeah. which is sun worship. Yeah, which is sun worship. That's a the conversation for another day. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just insane to me that people like watch these clips and be like, oh, they're so fucking quirky. That's so quirky and weird. They're so quirky and Babe, weird. Let's try to share each other's blood next time we're in the bedroom. Like, seriously, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that? Oh, no. I don't know. I just I just thought it was crazy <laughs> that like, again, and this is the thing that, that gets me. It all comes back to like that whole Project Veritas model of like when somebody's telling you something in their own words. Yeah. Listen. Because you can't trust an article that somebody writes about something that they're removed from, right? Yeah. But when Klaus Schwab tells you about Agenda 2021 and Agenda 2030, when the World Economic Forum is out here telling you, when the Noah Harari guy is out here talking about hackable humans, yeah. we have Elon Musk just bought Twitter, who's also in charge of Neuralink. Who's telling you he's going to put a chip in your brain. The brain chip the guy the just bought the biggest data, data mining. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
when these people tell you shit in their own words, just like George Soros, fucking listen. Yeah, because they because they aren't lying. They're not lying. They're not lying. It's coming straight the from the truth. horse's mouth, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's killing me. But you know what? I'm going to be like Tim Dillon, and I, I just don't care. I just don't care anymore. <laughs>